When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're with the Butch Castles having a look at the weekend of racing here in New Zealand. Feature meeting out of this country for the weekend is at Rickerton where the Grand Nationals take centre stage. Race for the Hospitality New Zealand Grand National Hurdle and the Racecourse Hotel Grand National Steeplechase as race six will concentrate on those races among others at Rickerton with Matt Cross in the second half of the show. But to kick the show off, we're going to have a look at the Tarapa meeting here for Waikato Thoroughbred Racing. And Ellen Nicholas is going to join us. She's got a really good book of rides across the card. Ellen, welcome in to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Thanks, Brooke. Good morning. Yeah, look, um, a beautiful day here in the Waikato today. Probably not as nice as where you've been, but uh, you'll uh, be pleased to come back to a cracking book of rides at Tarapa. Yeah, um, I've... Happy, happy to have a holiday, enjoyed it, but um, really excited to get home for this weekend. I've been quite looking forward to this for a while, so yeah. I bet you have. Right, let's have a look at them to start with race one. Uh, you ride Estilla, you rode this one on debut where it was seen making good ground to run fifth. The fourth since has been okay and 2100 metres should suit down to the ground. Yeah, 100%. She just was looking for further, but um, obviously first start and that sort of thing just, just set them up and... Um, to um, Sirapa, that that style kind of suit, suit her nicely with a further distance. So she should be a good chance. We've had a bit of rain, so the rain-affected track won't be too much of a worry for her? No, I don't think so. Um, it was pretty wet that day. I rode at Rotorua and she handled that fine. Race two, uh, you get on the course specialist, turn the ace for Andrew Forsman. Your two kilo claim will take it down to 57. She's a pretty dominant favourite uh, in this race. He's uh, in at a dollar and 80 cents. And he just seems to love it here, doesn't he? Yeah, he just, I think it's um, that saying, isn't it? Horses for courses, and he just seems to love that track. So. Last time it was uh, 1,400 metres and, uh, look, he was um, far too good for them. Had to do a bit of work to get to the lead, but uh, Michael was able to get him to find a, a kick halfway down and he put a bit of uh, space in them. He's got a nice draw in what is only a small field, so that's his style, just let him roll along and look to uh, kick late in the race. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, um, he just likes kind of travelling at his own pace and being left alone a little bit. He's, he's quite kind of a... Um, he's not a horrible rider or anything, but he's just a little bit of a free, a free-going horse with a big stride. So he's just happy settling into his own stride in front. Mm, for sure, and uh, just loves it at Tarapa. Well, this must be the one I reckon you've been really excited about reuniting with Casino Princess in race three. She's won her last three. She's spelled uh, and coming back from a spell. You won on her uh, two starts ago. And uh, she's trained by uh, a great old guy in Cliffy Goss. Must be cool to be back on Casino Princess. Yeah, I'm so grateful to Cliff for um, putting me back on her. I've had my fingers and toes crossed for a, for a wee while, so I'm very happy, happy to get back on. At 1,400 metres, uh, fresh up. Uh, it's only a small field, so, so that's, uh, that's a help as well. But uh, 1,400 metres, no problem. She seems to sort of cruise along, and, and then uh, she's got a nice turn of foot. 
yeah, she's got a fantastic turn of foot over um, for such like a nice, easy, relaxed type of horse. Um, you can just really light her up, and she'll just she'll just run home. And I, I think that ground, obviously, um, I know Quest says she's not like a real heavy track horse, but she, she does get through it no problem. So um, yeah, she's ex exciting ride to have. I'm very grateful. Yeah, I'm sure you are, and she'll have some targets in the store, uh, I am sure, safely through uh, this race. Righto, race number four, you ride uh, Bonnie Isley, ran fifth on debut, and they often uh, improve on their debut runs, don't they? Yeah, definitely, and um, I know she's drawn 14, which um, maybe on a better track you'd look at it as a negative, but, but later on in the day, it's a like heavy turn, it's going to be pretty cut up, so it's probably going to work in her favour rather than against her. Yeah, that's right. Uh, by that stage of the day, you'll be looking at all parts of the track. And saying that, forecast is pretty good, so uh, hopefully no rain on the day. Race number six. Gee, this horse has uh, come of age in this preparation. They've run him out of his grade, and he's been running placings. Then he won an open handicap. He's still on the minimum, uh, which is uh, what you'd expect him to be awfully competitive. Again, I speak of Digger. Yeah, he's um, just come into real fine patch of form of, of late and I think his, uh, I'm not wrong saying his last five starts he's not been out, out of the top top three so he's, he's obviously in a really really good space and um, enjoying his racing so hopefully he can produce again on Saturday. Yeah, he's, uh, he's won over the uh, 1200 metres uh, he's as you say racing in, in cracking form and he's placed both his runs at Tarapa over 1200 metres Dropping back from the 14 last time, but the win in open handicap was 1,200. So obviously pretty adaptable. Yeah, well, because I was just looking through his form before and I was quite surprised to see that he'd been um, winning over such a further distance. And then also, like, yeah, two starts ago, one over an open 1,200, which is a similar race as Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see if he can line up again. Yeah, for sure. In the last, look, no one would begrudge this horse to win. Uh, he's uh, number one, hit the switch. He's had three runs this preparation, second, second, second. Can he get that <laughs> monkey off his back and get the win on Saturday? I know, he's been a bit of a bridesmaid. Um, we've had a gear change. I think um, Bob's taken the blinkers off him um, just to see if it would kind of settle him a little bit. He can be a little bit of a hard-going horse, so I think Bob rides in everyday track group, so credit to him. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, he, he's pretty much due a win really now, isn't he? And uh, I don't think the mile will be an issue, um, 1,400 last start, so yeah. Yeah, he was strong through the line, 1,400, wasn't he? And you've, you've ridden him his last couple and, and 1,400. Does he give you the impression that, because uh, his record at the mile is not crash hot, but does he give you the impression this time that the mile mightn't be a problem? I don't think so, because like he's, He's um he's pretty fit as well, which I think helps mm. massively. Um mm. yeah yeah, and he's he's like he he's he's forward going, but he's he's a bit older now. He's settling a bit more. Um I think it'll help help him. Like um yeah, and I I trust like Bob's a very good trainer, and and he's he's happy to step him up. And he I I think like between us, we both kind of agreed that that's probably what the what the horse kind of is looking for. You know. Yeah, for sure, and uh, as you say, just that little bit older and uh, just settled a bit and, and the mile mightn't be too much of an issue. Righto, it's a cracking book of rides, Alan. No wonder you've been looking forward to Saturday. If uh, we had to have a bet, which one do you reckon's the most likely to salute? I'd say <laughs> Casino Princess. 
Yeah, she's got the form, hasn't she? But gee whiz, Turn the Ace loves it here. Digger racing so well. Uh, the horse in the last got to be competitive. Uh, look, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on track for uh, what should be, uh, hopefully, a successful afternoon for Alan Nicholas. But thank you very much. Alan Nicholas there looking at her book of rides at Tarapa. We'll take a break here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll come back and we'll dissect what is a really good card. Always is the feature day from Rickerton for the Grand Nationals. Welcome back into Breakfast with the Kiwis. Second half of the show, we're going to take a look at the third and final day of the Grand National Carnival out of Rickerton Park. Lucky to be joined by race caller Matt Cross. And you must be looking forward to what should be some cracking winter racing action. Yeah, certainly will be. Butch, we've had the, the two races there, the two meetings so far this week. First meeting, of course, on the, the heavy going there on Saturday with Bilardo Boy headlining that in the Winter Cup. I, I walked away scratching my head with some of those races there on Wednesday on the poly track. Gee, they were awfully hard to work out. I think the cream rose at the end of the day. And, and tomorrow there's going to be a few horses having their second and third runs of the week. And, yeah, looking forward to both of the Grand Nationals, the, the steeple, with Racecourse Hotel, obviously, and the Grand National Hurdle with Hospitality New Zealand. Looking forward to it. Emma, it adds a different dimension, having both of those wonderful jumps races on the same card, but equally having the middle day on the synthetic. The track won't be anywhere near as badly affected as it often is for this day, having had two meetings on it. I think it's a great idea, having both mm. of the feature mm. jump, jumps races on the last day. It kind of condenses all of the excitement into one, and... A lot of horses whom have been racing over the last couple of months got their opportunity to bring their poly form to the races on Wednesday, whereas in years gone by, we're sort of three race meetings on the grass, and it can be really tough going, as you said, by the last day. So I think the club have done a great job, and look, the numbers are a little bit better this year for the steeple than what they were last year. Butch, I know that there's been a fair bit of talk about the future of jumps racing here in Canterbury but look we're going to look forward to it tomorrow and uh, I'm sure that the cream will rise and I'm looking forward to seeing if West Coast can improve on his Kauraua. Yeah right. let's talk about uh, that cream race number four the hospitality in New Zealand Canterbury Grand National Hurdle Happy Star he's the cream he's the one they have to knock off he's $1.60 for Kevin Myers and Sean Fannin who made uh, the first day their own in particular early in the day uh, can they beat him? Yeah, well, I think they can beat him. I, I don't think he's necessarily a roll-around and, and win job. I think there's two horses who present as dangers. The obvious is Suleiman. He's got a very similar record to Happy Star, both of stake money races one and, and races one over the hurdle. He's got a kilogram and a half pull on Happy Star, and it could well be enough over the 4,200 metres to beat him. The thing about Happy Star on Saturday was that he did race like a horse who was fresh enough he probably needs to dower out a little bit to see out the 4,200 metres as strong as what he did over the 3,100. Whereas Suleiman comes into the race, and he's a tough old bugger. He won't mind a decent slog fest. And I think the horse that is probably a year or two away from being at his absolute best is Barry the Cash. He made up excellent ground late in proceedings there in the Sydney on day number one. He's only a seven-year-old, so in jumping terms, he's still a bit of a juvenile, but he's clearly got a big motor. I think Happy Star will be the horse to beat. I've, I've got him on top Butch, he's proven at the trip as well but Suleiman's clearly a danger Obrigado could represent a wee bit of value. He was quite brave on pace in the Sydney and the step up in distance won't worry him and, and Barry the Cash won't be far away either so as much as the market says he's a winner Butch I don't think that's the case around Happy Star 
best horse in the race, yes, but with the weight and up to 4,200 metres, the others are going to get their chance. The chase, the Racecourse Hotel, a Grand National Steeplechase West Coast was, uh, as well, he was a shock being beaten on the first day. He's going to have to give them all six kilos on uh, in this race. Prince Turbo was really good, but oh, I just get the impression West Coast can turn it around. I think he can, Butch. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sean Fannin potentially light him up a bit during the middle part of the race. He didn't look as though he was concentrating all that well down the back, and that's a vital point of the race where they need to get their momentum up, they need to get their breathing right, their confidence needs to be in a good place, and things just weren't going to plan for him. He threw in a couple of average jumps for his standards down the back of the track, and it just put him on the back foot a wee bit, and then when the sprint went on, it was awfully hard for him to pick them up. Bearing in mind that he won the uh, he won the Coral last year, and he was I think his time was about 25 lengths superior to the Coral of this year. And I think that he's the sort of horse that runs his best races when it's a, a real slog fest versus them just zipping up the straight, which they did in the Coral. Prince Turbo, you can't knock him. He's won three from three over the steeples. His hurdle record is, is very good as well. I guess the question mark for him is, Heavily handled 5,600. But I'd be surprised if one of those two didn't win the race. Carnaby, he's an old battler. He just uh, keeps going around and, and running honest races. He's fourth up, so his fitness will be on side. And Izzy Maidard could certainly make the race interesting if Stefan Karnishnik wants to put him up on the pace. But you're right, 5,600, even with the 72, the weight that he carried to win the Wellington Steeple, he is the one to stop West Coast. Race seven, first of the quaddy, couple at the top with some uh, super form industrialist and Victor Rouge. Where did we go with this one? Pretty hard race to sort, I thought. Yeah, it was one of those races where you're probably going to see something pop up at big odds because often on these sort of surfaces with horses that have had plenty of racing, there can be some surprise and you look at it and you think, well, there was nothing statistically to tell me that this horse was going to win. It's just one of those meetings. But industrialist is, I think, the horse to beat. He was brave on a testing track two starts ago. In behind Kaputaroa and three starts ago, wasn't far away from a subsequent winner in Arctic Glow. Two kilos off his back, finds the right race. Victor Rouge, he gets him well enough. He can cop a heavy track. His last two runs have been very genuine for his standard. Look, he is a horse that can be less than genuine sometimes in the sense that he does over-race and, and then not finish his races off. But he is maturing a wee bit now. Amosia has a widish barrier draw, but I think Joe Doyle can negate that. He's a top jockey. Watching him closely over the last couple of days, he is an exceptionally good man in the saddle, Joe Doyle. The first time I've seen him riding down here in Canterbury, he's got to be a positive aboard Amosia. And if there was one roughy, number 16, Destiny's Girl, her Saturday run over 1,200 suggests 1,400 metres is going to be all right for her, and you're getting about $16 to find out. Righto, one of the uh, flat features on the day features the Winter Cup winner in Bellado Boy. He goes up nine kilos. Had an eye on Prince Albie in the Winter Cup. He didn't get all favours and was doing good work late. I thought up to 1,800 metres he'd be some sort of a hope. Yeah, look, and he's so much better in at the weights today, isn't he, with uh, that nine kilogram pull. For him, he's better off than LJ. He's better off than Hit the Road Jack as well and Secret Amore. So Prince Elby's the one at the weights that you'd be saying is going to get his opportunity. LJ, he'll be sharper for the run on Saturday over the mile. 1,800 suits him a whole lot better. New Zealand Cup winner, Kevin Myers, Tina Komandiagi. Bilardo Boy, the only query, I guess, is up to the 1,800 with that nine kilos. But the reports from the track this week 
have been really glowing around this horse, Butch. Um, plenty of people saying he's going as good as he ever has. Hit the road, Jack. Didn't really get much luck in the Winter Cup. He's seven kilograms better off than the winner. You certainly have to lift the length or two, but up to the 1,800, that could bring him right into play. And Look, it was a race where I didn't think there was a lot of pressure, Butch, and I think that Burnview from barrier number one could just about work forward here and get away with it up front. And if that is the case, it's going to make it hard for horses like Prince Elby, Secret and more to work into the race. Burnview's worth covering, particularly if he can lead easily. He could be the value. Righto, the second to last leg of the quaddy, race number nine. A couple of the northerners, Carrington and Harmonious, look like the two, the punters have sorted out. Yes, around that form from last Saturday, throwing in Wee Targ, who won that race as a maiden, steps up four and a half kilograms for this assignment. But look, at, I'd be surprised if one of those three wasn't fighting out the finish. Carrigan, the draw should be okay late in the day over 1,800 metres. He's generally a get-back sort of horse anyway. He's just looking for those horses that are in front of him and wide to give him that momentum into it. Harmonious is in the same boat. She's four and a half kilograms better off than the winner, we tag on a three-quarters of a length margin. She steps up to 1,800 metres, which I think will suit. We tag, you have to respect. And look, if, if the track is really cutting out, I think it's going to suit a horse like Captain Oumuamua, number eight, who placed and was only narrowly beaten in behind Jackal Nuts. And Halfway looked the winner halfway down on Saturday. He comes back in class, and he's going to get all favours with the distance and the track, so I'd be including him as well. And in the last, you speak of Jackal Nuts. He was impressive in getting the job done last week in the market again. Uh, can he be uh, hard to beat as well? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a race in two. You're either thinking of it being a race in two or it's a race in 22. It's that sort of race. JBG, <laughs> who will jump from a whitish barrier draw. Uh, look, 2,000 metres, I think, is going to be right up his alley. JBG, I think him and Jackal Nuts both stand themselves out as, as the horses to beat. And as I said, Butch, in behind that, you can make a case for most of them. Billy Boy, he's a, a big, beautiful son of so you think. He'll be rolling forward and, and making it a genuinely run race. And I thought that number four, Eve's drop. Generally saves her best races for the turning tracks, but off barrier one, she might be able to get herself in a nice sort of position. But there's so many other horses in there. Deal's done. You've got Wannabe in Paris, who's good enough on her day. Five princes. Hey, Mickey. Lakita is even a horse who will handy or handle a wet track. So I don't think the first four will be easy to snag, but if you were looking to narrow it down in the quaddy, I think JBG the two and Jackal Nuts the six will be the go. Fantastic. Righto, what's the best of them tomorrow, Matt? Oh, the best of them. Gee, you're putting me on the spot here, Butch. Uh, look, I would just about go as far as saying that Valley King will just about win again from the Kevin Myers stable. He was yep. so impressive here when winning on Saturday. He goes around in race number five. He, he's racing a similar field. He goes up two and a half kilos. Barrier draw really suits. I think the only danger for him in that is a horse called Budai who really rocketed home. But, look, Valley King's probably going to set on four to five lengths in front of Boudin on the testing track there tomorrow. It's going to be hard for them to make ground, particularly when you've got a horse like Valley King with such a good turn of foot. So he's probably the best of them, about three bucks. Perfect. Sounds great. Look, Matt, thanks for your time. Good luck uh, with the calls, and particularly the two jumps races. They always provide uh, heaps of excitement and uh, plenty of tests for the voice as well, 5,600 metres around uh, and Park. Appreciate your time uh, looking at what is uh, a really good card out of uh, your local and Park.
Yeah, thanks, Butch. Weather's fine here today, so that track will be drying out a little bit, which suggests it may well be on the holding side once again there tomorrow. But as you said, 10 winners to be found, and we look forward to bringing you the coverage. Good on you, Matt. Matt Cross there uh, analysing Rickett and Park. That's it for breakfast with the Kiwis this week. We'll be back uh, next week uh, to uh, focus on uh, the uh, meeting out of Ruakaka with the Northland Breeders.